comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, my name is Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, well, he snacks on danger and he dines on death. He is the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. You, you sent me that message and I had no idea what it was for. I was like, Cool. Yeah, it sounds great. I uh, you never believe this, but I I caught that from an old wrestling promo from back in the day, back in the eighties when you could make such abrasive statements. Uh, yeah, and it just perfectly describes me. It really does. Um, <laughs> so uh, a little peek behind the curtain. We got a lot, a lot. We got to try to pack into a little window here because. Uh, we explained it on the YouTube video, which we just recorded, and later this weekend, Memorial Day weekend 2021, you should be able to find it available on YouTube, but uh, you've got to go to the gym yet tonight. We're recording a little earlier than normal, mm-hmm. and we don't want to keep you all night. So uh, before we get to our big topic, which we've been promising for weeks, quite possibly a month now, which is our top five children's animated features lists, a couple things I wanted to address if I could, Mike. Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, so a few weeks ago, I picked up this book called Die uh, from Image Comics. Picked it up at the re- recommendation of Rhiannon at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. Uh, and I regret to say I'm not nearly as far into it as I would have liked. I'd hoped to have completed it. Uh, now my hope is to complete it this weekend. Uh, I, I am into it. I am enjoying what I where I'm at so far. I just haven't uh, forced myself to sit down and read um, quite as much as, as I would like. So that's one. Elsewhere in the comic book world, it took pert near two years, but I finally got uh, it. Finally, was completed and uh, uh, printed and sent out. It was a Kickstarter that I uh, we we promoted and uh, you know I supported, and that was Broderick issue two. From uh, past guests on the show, Jay Peter Ronitz and Ron Bryce. Uh, so, um, it issue two is out. If you supported this Kickstarter back in 2019, uh, hopefully you have received that. Otherwise, check your email for updates. Uh, you might have to fill out a survey and you know give address and things like that information. Right. So, I also got a, a T-shirt in the mail for Squirt Gun Studios, which is kind of their uh, the name that they're calling. They're a little publishing group, kind of like Stash Publishing. Right. Uh, it's so uh, so excited to dig into that as well. I asked you a question about a week and a half ago. I said, Mike, could you do me a favor and could you watch an episode of a show in anticipation of talking about it? And then okay. we forgot to talk about it last week. So it's on Netflix. And, and I brought it up uh, to you again earlier or Earlier, you know, a couple days ago. Uh, so, have you been able to dig your sink your teeth into Shadow and Bone on Netflix? 
I believe I just started like literally like if I press play, it'll start the seventh episode. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was telling you, and it was kind of funny because it's it's a it's a decent show. Um, it starts. I for me, it kind of started a little slow. It was a little bit hard to get into, uh, but really, episodes five and six were were pretty good. Uh, but on episode five, I, I said to myself, I said. I have no idea what any of the names <laughs> of these characters are. None. Yeah. There's uh, something called a, a Sun Summoner and, and a Grisha, I think. Grisha, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which is essentially someone with magical capabilities. Right. Uh, the the story, and, and I recommend it. I, I finished it surprisingly much quicker than I thought I would based on you know my availability and ability to watch things. Um, but I finished it. Over a week ago, I mean, because I, I had I remembered to bring it up last week, I could have talked about it. Uh, so it's it's set in you know not not Earth, you know, no. but you know humans and again uh, sorcerer type, you know, people with magic. Uh, at one point, you find out that you know centuries ago, uh, like a, a dark uh, a summoner of darkness uh, created what's called what they call it the. The fold, the fold. Thank you. Which, and, in my head, every time I think about it, I call it the void. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, in inside the fold, which, by the way, uh, you can't. It's it's on sand. It separates like a country, and so you know, it, I almost look at it as like a. And first of all, I I felt like the the story, the characters, everything was very. I don't. I don't want to say Russian. But, you know, like you can see like a lot of Western European, I'm sorry, Eastern European influence, you know, through some of the attire, some of the names, um, not that there's like any Anton Chekhov's, you know, that, that blatant, you know, but, but I felt like there were like my, my last name is Mahachko, obviously it's Slovakian in nature. I felt like my Slovakian ancestors would be very proud <laughs> of this like young adult yeah. series type of thing. Um, but I felt like the fold almost acted like, the Berlin Wall, you know, it was very yeah se- separating of you know east and west, um, and inside the fold are are these creatures who like if they sense if they see any light, if they sense any magic, like they will destroy your ship, you know, kill the the you know the Grisha, uh, yeah. and there's only one force that can, uh, you know, push away, you know, destroy the fold, and that's who we come to find out is uh, our young. Heroin, again, like you, don't know names, irrelevant. Uh, but she's find out she, you know, spoiler, she's a sun summoner, and that's about the extent of the spoilers I'm going to get. Uh, I did find it odd, and like so, we watched the Irregulars. You know, sad yes. to see it going. So I, I, I use this, you know, uh, to use your word void. I used uh, Shadow and Bone to kind of fill that void of, of watching Irregulars. But Irregulars takes place in London. Uh, you know, right. Sherlock Holmes, Watson, things like that. Um, Shadow and Bone does not take place in Earth, you know, on, on Earth as we know it. And another Amazon Prime series, uh, Carnival Row, uh, starring Orlando Bloom, uh, and Cara Delevingne, also set in like a Victorian England type of era, but not Victorian England. But it amazes me and, and bums me out a little bit how I think lazy, dare I say, uh, writers are of these shows that like the pinnacle of like human weaponry 
even in another land is still a gun, you know, still a pistol. It's like you have, you have people who can like create fire from their hands or, you know, and, and that's in, uh, Shadow and Bone. In like Carnival Row, you have like fairies who can fly and, you know, magical. And, and the best thing you can come up with is, is a six shooter. You know, I feel like, you know, we, we, <laughs> we as a, not, not, I, look, I, politics aside, I feel like if you're in a, in a otherworldly realm, you should be able to be a little bit more inventive and creative than like point shoot. Well, I, I think the reason that they might do it is just to keep it somewhat grounded because I, I've also, I've kind of thought about this reading comics where the powers in some, for some of the, the, the comics and some of the superheroes and villains is just off the charts crazy where it's they're creating their own realm and then there's a pocket realm inside that realm and then they can go into it and they can flip a vortex and the time where it's like i don't even know how you would stop this guy so it's some of so it could go the complete opposite way where it's absolutely absurd where where it's basically the way i always think of it's like uh me and my brother used to like when we were really little and we go grocery shopping We'd sit in the, you know, bomb dad, whoever, they'd take us there. And then they'd drive us back and we'd sit with the, the plastic, no, plastic paper bags like in our laps. And we'd look at all the food and we'd pretend the food was like guns. <laughs> so you'd be like, oh, I, I, I got a milk gun. And you, it wouldn't squirt it at each other or it would, you wouldn't squirt it at all. But it would be like for the people that were behind you. So oh, I got you. Yeah. Milk, milk guns that could like it, it'd make everything slippery. Green Bread. bean guns. Right. It, it, it basically, liquid objects were for, um, you know, uh, like slipperiness, uh, <laughs> solid objects that covers the windshield up. And you do, you would do this. And then you would also, of course, it would go from that to like, oh, I'm, and then you would fight with each other. Then you'd be like, oh, I'm actually Iceman. I'm human. And it would go back and forth until somebody said they're everything man. Oh. That's where, that's where the level you don't want to get at is everything you're mad. And so I think in um, uh, Shadow and Bone, they, they, they've gotten to like the, the fire. I'm, I'm, you know, Iceman, Fireman. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no real Iceman there. Um, but so you gotta, gotta have a little bit level of, of grounding there. Okay. I, I also like how, uh, all the Grisha were all like, uh, uh, wearing protective cloaks that, you know, stop bullets. So yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which we didn't even talk about when we were talking about, uh, uh, and we didn't talk about because I hadn't finished the movie. I had not finished Army of the Dead. I don't believe when we by the time we had, did I? Yeah, no, you had no, you didn't. Okay, so I you, since, you had like forty five minutes left. Yeah, so. so I've since finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending was totally disappointing. Um, in that for and again, I thought this before I ever jumped online and, and read anything, but uh, Grita. Uh, the friend that, that the daughter ran in and had to save, you never find out what happens to her. She probably died in the helicopter crash. Spoiler. Yeah. You know, um, what do you think? There's a theory out there that like the vault is like a, a doorway to a multiverse. Do you, have you seen that or heard that? I have not heard that. I, I hope not. It, why do we, why do we need that? I, I don't know. Um, can I, I, I do have a question about the <laughs> specifically about the end. Okay. Uh, the, the gentleman, uh, exits the vault. Somehow he survived. Right. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. Not be, you know, being in a, locked in a vault with little to no air, you know, certainly no fresh source of air. 
Right. Um, because you can't have air vents into a vault or what the hell's the point of having a vault? You just have a room with a door. Um, so he escapes that into the nuclear fallout. Mm-hmm. Not affected by nuclear fallout at all. Um, manages to walk through the desert to an private airport, mm-hmm. rents a private jet. On said jet, realizes he's in fact been bit. Yes. Uh, and he, you know, ends the movie with an expletive and I cannot re- uh, repeat. But it got me thinking, like, can we just not, like, have a, a just a zombie movie that's just like, well, that one guy got away and it's going to be okay. But now he's, you know, he's flying to Mexico. He's going to infect a whole, you know, slew of, you know, new people. And I, I know that Snyder's talked about another, you know, Army of the Dead movie, but it's like, come on, let's just have, can we just have one happy ending? I mean, we're not even getting a happy ending because everybody else is dead, except for the daughter. Everybody else is dead. But can we at least, like, contain the infection? That's all I want. I just want the containment of the infection, Mike. Okay, so what you're saying to me is you want a zombie movie where I'm assuming you, you want zombies in there, obviously. Yeah. And there's going to be some action and stuff like that. And then you want something to happen to where at the end they just go, okay, no more zombies. We cured them. No. All good. Not necessarily cure. I killed them then. Yeah. I mean, can't so we, you, can't we, you, I guess what I want, what I want is, is like a self-contained, doesn't need a sequel, all wrapped up with a bow zombie movie. Cause I don't think it exists. I think you always have that one, you know, as long as zombie movies have existed, I don't know. Uh, but you always have that one like final look at the camera where, you know, like an eye changes or a vein changes color and you're like, Oh. He's infected. I just want everything. I, I I want resolution. I want finality. So, if the the reason they do that obviously is because they want you to want more. They want to, if it's really good, they want you to go, "Holy shit, let me see another one." And they, they and they have a string that they can can pull, and they go, "Okay, this is where we could potentially take the other one." Uh, and that's if it's if it's uh, successful, which I think uh, Army of the Dead has been successful. I I thought I saw a statistic saying that it's got you know more views, mm-hmm. you know, in its first you know initial week of run or whatever than anything else in in Netflix history, which is saying some because they said the same about Extinction, no, not Extinction, uh, Extraction. Yeah, uh, they said the same about the Old Guard. I mean every. Everything that comes out is setting a new record according to Netflix. But the problem is there's no actual way to like mark that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no box office numbers. It's you're going, you're taking Netflix's word, which, you know, I I have issues with, but yeah. Um, But if it's not successful, they, they, they just won't release anything and it doesn't really take anything. I mean, okay. So you delete the last, five minutes from the movie maybe that shows the guy and that's it that's all you would do you know i can live with that there's yeah. also uh theories that say deeder the uh safe cracker okay. isn't dead because he, you didn't see him die on screen but i'm pretty sure that guy was not gonna make it out 
No. Um, but overall, here's the thing. Overall, I did I did enjoy the movie. It showed me things I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I and I think I said this last week. I don't need a fast moving zombie. I don't. I, I don't need uh, zombies that can like communicate. I don't mm-hmm. need zombie. I, I I say this from if I were in that world. Right. You know. First of all, if I were in that world, nobody be knocking on my door. Nobody be be like Greg. We got two hundred million dollars in this vault. Fifty of it's yours, and however you want to distribute it to your crew. Be like, see you later. Get out of here. I'm gonna keep flipping burgers. I'm happy. I'm safe. I don't care. I would happily flip burgers for the rest of my life to never have to run into a zombie horde in Las Vegas or anywhere for that matter. So what did you think about uh, Dave Bautista's emotional scenes? I applaud him for trying. Yes. yes. So, and and I don't mean that like snarkily. No, no. That's the Uh word. Um, He takes more. I don't know if risks is the right word, but he, he, he certainly like puts himself out there in, in, Whereas Dwayne Johnson, whom, you know, I don't necessarily know if we need to get into another, you know, rock episode like last week, but, uh, Dwayne Johnson picks a lot of action, action comedy. You know, now he's, you know, obviously getting into the super, uh, hero genre as well. Whereas, but, but there's no, like, it's just, I see it. I'm like, okay, it's the rock in a different costume where right. Batista, you know, he, I feel like he's, he's trying to, um, Yes. experiment he's trying to establish some type of range so i didn't hate it you know no. um the the heartbreaking i think the most heartbreaking is that's not even a word scene for me was like in, in i think the opening montage uh or maybe it was in a dream sequence of his where he had to you know unfortunately like kill his wife you right. know yeah. uh, who obviously in the nature of a zombie movie is already dead you know he's just putting her out of her misery, the daughter's misery, etc. But I mean that's you know, he he does it, he immediately like, you know, removes the knife, you know, embraces her and like wails. I mean like in agony over over that decision that had to be made. That's tough. It it would be tough if you had to do it in real life. Um however I was it was funny watching it though because he's just such a big guy. And she's so little that like he could have just held her just like just like with <laughs> arms length away, just like top of her head for a long time. But probably he probably just out, like carried her around until they found a cure. Like it was so but I, I understand that. Yes, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on. There are things that, you know, like I've, I've picked up, heard about, read about in the last week that I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. notice right away, like the potential robot zombie. Yeah, I didn't know see anything. I about didn't. That. I didn't even see it in in mm-hmm. in the theaters. That that eluded me. But the theory that the zombie was like an alien. Yeah, I mean uh, that 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 at that uh, original Alpha. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know who, whatever they called him. Um, you know, in transport, like, do not engage, do not engage, and yeah, uh, and but hey. Kudos to the survival instincts and, and just perhaps observation. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put on a helmet, you know, 
Yeah, apparently they can kill me uh, by putting something through my skull, so I'm going to protect that thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. That would be interesting if it was alien. Because, and, and very well could be, you know, there could, there could be a zombie uh, planet out there. Who knows? I don't want to um, think about it, Mike. Don't want to think about but, it at all. No, but um, one another thing, I, I, as I was watching it, and I do this sometimes with, with movies, I'll see somebody, I'll go, where did I, where, who do I know this guy from? Where, where, where did I know this guy from? And then, of course, I have to look up the cast of to figure out where it was from. IMDb.com or the IMDb yeah. app like I have. The, the, per, the person that I saw on there was the security guard or something. I forgot what he did, but uh, he played uh, Shades in um, uh, Luke Cage. Do you remember Shades? No. He well, he wore a, a, a pair of sunglasses. Okay. And he, was he like the one who kind of survived to the end of the first season? Like he kind of stepped into uh, Marshala Ali's role. Y- uh, yes, I think. Okay, but he was the guard. Well, he he was. Oh, like, he, he, he was the he was the douchebag security guy. Yes, the douchebag okay. security. Okay, yes, I, yes. I know I know exactly who you're talking about yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. For for whatever reason, I thought you meant he was like the the guy that uh, Tanaka or whomever like hired to bring in. But uh, but I know exactly who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun actor. Um, yes. Got what he deserved at the end. Yes, yes, agree. So, did you can I ask about that? Did you feel bad for him when he was like taken prisoner? No. Okay. He's an either. asshole. I didn't either. And and apparently he did a lot of very I mean he did a, apparently a lot of very bad stuff that we didn't see. Right. It was alluded the, to. The the character. The character, the character, yeah, not the person. <laughs> the person is, I don't even know his name, but he's probably pretty cool. Yeah. Come on the podcast if you want. Right. Actor of that character in that show in that movie. Yes. Come on over. Come on. Be happy to have you. Yes. That's a pretty open challenge. <laughs> uh, so one other thing, we again, we do have a, a big topic tonight, and I don't want to keep you, Mike. Uh, one other thing that I want to mention that I actually watched, I think it was only six episodes, so it went by quickly, and I only started a few days ago, also on Netflix. Um, had to do a little research. wasn't entirely sold on it. Uh, watched the trailer. The trailer captured my attention and so i gave it a shot and in doing so i found it was actually like based on maybe a perhaps more mature telling of a series that was an italian cartoon that over 15 years ago ran on nickelodeon you know with english dubs um and that i I, if if i would have you know, had the tie-in, and, and I'm like, I probably would not have, you know, I probably would have avoided this, but it was called Fate, the Winx Saga, W-I-N-X Saga. Okay. Um, it's a it's an adaptation or, a, like I said, grown-up telling of Winx Club, I believe is what it was called on Nickelodeon back in the day, a little uh, pixie-esque cartoon. Imagine, if you will, a little bit of Harry Potter a little bit of uh, like Percy Jackson and kind of put them on, I don't know about like CW, if CW allowed, you know, more profanity. That's kind of what it was. I mean, it's, it's, it's set in what is essentially a, a, a fairy like boarding school in a place called Otherworld, uh, which is, 
more magical, you know, obviously. Uh, like I said, it's only six episodes, the standard, you know, time. Um, I think I thought the performances were all pretty well done. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into it in case any of our listeners have any, uh, or you might, of course, have any interest in watching some interesting twists and turns along the way. Um, a lot of character manipulation that, uh, you know, so, so good storytelling. Uh, so anybody out there, you know, you know, I was surprised that I liked it as well as I did because it, I probably not the demographic for it, but I gave it a shot and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. So fate, oh. the winks or a winks saga. I, uh, after I finish, um, shadow and bone and after the nevers ends, cause I, I got to go back to that. Um, I'll, uh, try to remember that. And eventually I'll finish doom patrol too. Ah, yes. <laughs> All right, Mike, are All you right. ready to get into? I, I'm ready. You have been ready for two or three weeks. I, I, I have had my list out for that long. I made a couple <laughs> adjustments on it, but as far as like writing notes and stuff, I was literally just writing notes right before. Uh, so I don't have much notes. I just, I know certain things. I don't, I don't have notes. Okay. That's fine. That's good. I'm, I'm very much, uh, you remember that old, uh, top five show that you listened to a little bit, a couple times? Uh, was it, uh, John and Tim's top five? I think it was. I think it was definitely they, John and Tim's John top and, five. John and Tim's top five. And they had one of my favorites. They had, uh, top five letters. <laughs> uh, the other, the other top five show. Um, oh, but there was definitely oh. one who did a lot of research and, and had notes. And there was definitely the one who didn't. I don't have any notes. Um, but, so I guess the question is, I, am I, as far as p- post-production, uh, mm-hmm. tell me now, am I like putting in clips or trailers or anything like that? Or are we just letting it fly? Uh, you can put in clips if you want. Um, I wouldn't put in trailers because that's going to be really long. True. No, that's going to be at least two minutes of, and, and I always find it odd when, and I, no offense to people that do this, because some of our friends do this. Um, and they're, they're successful. I always find that I want people put in movie trailers that I'm, I'm just hearing this. Yeah. I'm not seeing it. So we'll see. But yeah. I'm going to do it. Did, did you, do you have, because I have my list digitally. Do you have your list digitally or did you actually handwrite it? Handwrite. That's not helping me at all. Do you okay. want me to, I, I can. Nope. I'm going to, I'm going to write as you talk. I'm going to write okay. so that I can. Okay. okay. So if I do decide to do any post-production. <laughs> right. I'll be like, what was that one again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what we're doing and we've advertised it, uh, marginally <laughs> for a couple of weeks now. It, we're going to, we're going to, uh, I'm going to tell you the topic and I'm also going to tell you why we're doing this one. And it's top five children's animated movies or animated features. And a couple of weeks ago, Mike, you actually uh, said to me, hey, and, and I'm going to try to do this. I don't know if it's on your list. If, if it made your list, I don't want to say the name of the of the movie. Okay. Did it make your list? Well, I can't tell you. All right. So. Secret. <laughs> Mike messaged me. He says, "Hey, have you seen this movie? Name of movie, right? 
And I said, yeah, watched it twice, actually. And Mike, you said, I think it's my favorite animated, you know, like kids movie right. of all time. Definitely top 10. And I said, well, we should do like a top five, mm-hmm. you know, children's animated movies list. And three and a half months later, it seems <laughs> here we are. So I will let you start, sir, okay. with your numero five All right. Start with number five, which, by the way, um, I have a little uh, – I, I, since there's so many animated children's films – I put a caveat on myself. Um, you will not see any uh, movie on here that there is uh, singing from the cast. So if there's like a musical oh, number okay. from the cast, it's not on here. Not okay. saying those aren't good um, uh, animated films because there's a lot of them that do it. But I just I just had to take some away. But anyway, uh, number five uh, is the reason we uh, are doing this. Uh, came out this year on Netflix, uh, originally planned for theaters, uh, starring Danny McBride and other people who you probably don't know. Um, that is What's Mitchell's- that you're supposed to mean? <laughs> that is Mitchell's versus Machines. Uh, I saw it. I loved it. Once I, re- I, I thought about the other, other children's animated features, like there's at least four other ones that I like more. Um, this one actually, it was... Last time you talked to me, it wasn't on the list. I okay. had, I ha- but and I there was I have two honorable mentions, and those were they they kept switching back and forth the more I thought about it, and so yeah. But I anyway, number five, I have Mitchell's versus the machines. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, you definitely should. It's on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, uh, watch it for me and for yourself, I guess. Did you like? <sighs> I feel like there's like a, a greater, perhaps social message about the movie. Did you catch that at all? I mean, be be nice. Well, I, I was thinking like the importance of like maybe we're we're a little too reliant on technology, and then we're a little too distracted by technology. Oh yeah, he yeah, says, absolutely. and and I was distracted as I was making my notes in your phone about your pick, <laughs> and and I use technology to watch the film. Yeah, but still, yeah, okay. Mitchell versus the machines. Yes, number like four. M- number four or number five? I'm oh, sorry, number five. <laughs> number yeah. four is coming up. Yeah. So my number five. Now I'm trying to think if it has singing. I. Don't think it does. Okay. It has humor. Okay. Yes. Any little bit, a little heart, a little bit of magic. Okay. A llama, or is it an alpaca? And I can't remember. An emperor and his new groove. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. I I will tell you, I know of the story. I've never seen the film. Okay. Well, that's okay. Um, it's about an emperor. In does he uh, groove? Does he have a new groove or he, an old groove? He has an old groove, Ooh. Uh, and by that he's kind of a dick. Ah, and then he gets turned into an animal again. Llama, alpaca. I don't. I, right. I don't remember. Oh, by the way, I heard, this is a true story. 
speaking of alpacas, again, I don't know if the, he got turned into one of those or a llama, but do you know what it's called? The technical term when an alp and this is not a joke when it okay. when an alpaca gives birth. Do you know what that's called? I have no idea. In unpacking. Serious. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> but uh, I would call it. So anyway, he uh, uh, as again he he's he's an a hole. Turns into this animal. Uh, has to you kind of survive with this guy who he just treated like garbage, and uh, they they fight. He realizes, oh, I am kind of a piece of shit, uh, and he makes amends and turns back into a human and changes up his. That's his new groove. The new groove is he's not a dick anymore. Nice. Uh, now I'll probably ask this for every one of yours because you have a, a well, you have three little ones, but uh, one little one in particular. Does uh, the oldest little one uh, has he ever seen it, and did he like it? I uh, yes, and. I believe he laughed. Okay, that it's been probably been a little bit since we watched that one. So, yeah, but yeah, he he laughed because it's got some, you know, it's got some sight gags and things like that that yeah. he can appreciate. So a little, little bit of silliness, probably. Oh well, 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 showing this. Do the whole podcast like that? Oh well, 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 Mike, Mike, what's your number four? <laughs> okay, number four uh, came out in 2015. Uh, I saw it on Disney Plus maybe two years ago for the first time. I don't think you uh, saw it on Disney Plus two years ago. Maybe a year ago on Disney Plus for the first <laughs> time. Uh, starring uh, Amy Poehler, Lewis Black, and Bill Hader. It had a budget of $175 million, but it made $158 million, so it destroyed it. Wait a That's minute. That's a little – yeah. You said it had a budget of 175 one budget of one seventy five, and it made one fifty. No, eight hundred fifty eight. I misheard you completely. I thought you said it made one fifty, and it destroyed. I'm like, are you Wait sure? That's not no. how the, that's that. No, no, eight hundred fifty eight million. Um, and that is a little movie called Inside Out. Yep. I don't no. know if you've ever seen that one. I own it. I've seen it. It was one of those I bought unseen, and then I watched. I'm like. Okay, it's nice. I can see its appeal in certain in certain circles. Um, it's it's definitely not one of my favorites, um, but it has merit. I know yes. you know it, it. So many people like applauded it for like, yes, you know it. It tells about the the anxiety struggle and right. you know I'm like, okay, yeah, kind of. I mean, it it takes I think some liberties, <laughs> but again. I don't know how the mind works, and I don't think most people do. So maybe that's exactly what it looks like on the inside. I have no idea. Uh, I will say that uh, this movie only has slight cringe for me, and the the cringe is. And by the way, spoiler alert for I guess anybody who hasn't seen this movie. But in the movie, you have the uh, the emotion sad, and they literally tell her, "Hey, don't touch these memories, whatever." Right. And then the very next scene, she touches them. And I, I hate when stuff like that happens where it's just like, hey, all you have to do stand is in the circle walk, is not walk through this door. That's all you literally have to do. And then the person goes, OK, and then opens up the door and walks through it. You know, um, yeah. but that's the only slight cringe part of it. But so yeah, so that was 
And do you think that there's any anything telling about like so the the kid uh you know the daughter her like main emotion is joy. Mm-hmm. Um the mom's main emotion is sadness. The dad's main emotion is the rage. Now do you think right. that there's like underlying or do you think that's like I don't know the writer so I don't know but you know, like do you, do you think maybe that's how their home life was or do you think that that's how kind of we're gen- like <sighs> All right so a little well, getting a little personal here, Mike. Um, my wife has told me that, like, and I've seen it too, but, you know, like, my my boy, you know, when my oldest, uh, mm-hmm. he can be, like, perfect for her all day long. Right. And I'll come home, he'll run and be like, Daddy, Daddy, Miss, give me a big hug. But, you know, like, then's like, she's like, it's like a switch flips. And she's like, he knows how he can, like, piss you off and, and uh, you know, like, because you, you got a short temper. So, I want, like, do you think that's oftentimes how, like, the children perceive the parents as, like, you know, dad's the angry one and mom's just, like, holding it together type of thing? I don't know. It, it's, it, it's there. It, it's a deeper conversation. I think it depends on the family. Um, I, I, I would say it's probably more typical or stereotypical to have the dad be the, you know, he's the one that comes home and he's had a rough day at work and, you know, and mom's been cooking all day or whatever, you know, it is, um, or cleaning the house and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's the stereotypical roles. Right. Um, and, and, and some families that does happen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but in other families it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Stuff. So as far as the writer goes, uh, I think he probably just went the more stereotypical route. Okay. You know? Well, my number four is a movie from a year. And that year was not uh, too long ago, perhaps 2017, perhaps 2018. I, as we know, did zero research, but his buddy is over your shoulder. And that is, unlike the buddy over my shoulder, (laughs) and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That one was so close to be. It actually, I think at one point in time it was on my list. And and I I was having this conversation with a coworker about it as I was putting my list uh, together today. Literally, in inside uh, uh, this afternoon on on the way back from an appointment down south. Uh, so I was putting my list together at the last possible moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said I said into the spider where she's like, can you call that a children's animated movie? He's like, a guy gets beat to death within ten minutes. I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> See, and that's why I, I asked you actually, does that count as a children's animated? Because I was kind of thinking the same thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, I almost had it on my list. I think it's a, an excellent uh, uh, movie. Uh, I wish that we could get Miles Morales in a, in real, real life Spider Man film. Um, and maybe we will one day. We, we had his uncle, we had the Prowler, or, you know, Prowler, not in costume, right, or by name, but uh, yeah, that and yeah, that one, and that one was surprisingly good for me too. I remember watching it, uh, not in theaters, uh, but I watched it on. Did I watch it on Netflix or did I watch? I might have bought it. I know, I know, I bought it for sure, but I, I might have bought it after watching it. I'm not sure. 
But yeah. Uh, all right. So do we go go on to my number three? Number three. Mike, get right. your number three. Hey, 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 hey. My number three, I can almost guarantee you, would be my mom's number one. I know what it is already. 1995. Nope, never mind. Tim, I was way off. Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, uh, 100% approval on Rotten Tomatoes, according to Wikipedia. The first animated film to be nominated for a Best Original Screenplay. Of course, I am talking about Toy Story. Yep. That's a movie that's not on my list. My, I, I, if I remember correctly, I, and the reason I say it would be my mom's favorite is um, she always talks about I, when she went to visit my sister, I believe, and it was either Dean or Eddie, uh, but she slept in like in their bed with them or they slept with her and they watched it probably over and over again. And I think it was I don't think it was Nolan, but I think it was either Dean or Eddie. Yeah, so, and she and she liked uh, Toy Story two and three. She saw it. I, she was excited for Toy Story Toy Story four to come out. So, did she see it? She saw it. She's. Uh, I think she said she liked it, but it wasn't necessary. That's another one that honestly was pretty well wrapped up with a bow at the end of the first one, and then they're like, "Wait a minute, we want to make more money." No, you first. Uh, I almost put Toy Story two down because Toy Story two might actually be better than Toy Story one, but you needed Toy Story one to start everything. That's why sure. I put Toy as I went with the original. Um, okay. No, there's so many other stories you could tell. Like what happens when one of the toys dies, and the kid just keeps playing with it, but all the other toys they see it and they're like, because the kid doesn't know. Right? But d- toys don't die. Well, if they don't die, then why were they so worried about the uh, the furnace thing? Well, okay, well, if they're melted down, but kid ain't going to play with that. But like Sid in the first one, in, in this one that's on your list, mm-hmm. like Sid, you know, he ripped a head off one and, and switched arms and things like that. And they're just like, so we're here. We're a little weird, but we're here. So that would be even weirder if they were immortal. And they never died, because that's crazy. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry that I've let you down again. I, I want to see, like, you know, them 3,000 years from now. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't believe Toy Story. Toy Story is one of the best. I can't believe it's not even on your list. I'm curious about the other ones on your list now. I It's not even in an honorable mention. Oh, my gosh. You're missing out. I know. It's, and it's not that I don't like it. It's just I happen to like others more. And okay, well, I I actually bought was it the first three okay. on DVD? Good, smart. And I lent them to my sister and she has no knowledge of them whatsoever. So uh so my number three is also from the 90s. Okay. With a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, and it is from 1999. Warner Animation, Warner Brothers Animation. And it was literally like the the precursor. And, and I'll tell you what, it, I'm going to go one further and say mm-hmm. it's the first of two 
movies on my list uh, that were uh, the creative uh, mind of Brad Bird or director uh, Brad Bird. Um, so I think now I've given away everything. Um, but the the story goes that after the success, well, I'll get into that one in uh, in a minute. Uh, my number three is the Iron Giant. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know it's it's not perfect. I honestly didn't even watch it until I was into adulthood. But it has a great cast. I think a lot of people uh, uh, overlook the cast. Um, it's got Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., Vin Diesel, of course, is is uh, the giant, Cloris Leachman, Christopher McDonald, John Mahoney, um, and others. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it talks about having, uh, you know, you ever want to talk, talk about a robot with heart. You know, it, right. it's it's what the Iron Giant learned to be. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, I'm not, I don't, I don't have a ton of research. I don't, I don't do all that. That's that's <laughs> your ball of wax. Uh, but Iron Giant's my number three. You know what's uh, crazy about Iron Giant is I've heard of how good it is, and I've never ever seen it. It's out there on streaming services, Mike. I know. I, I should. I, I know. Well, I, I honestly, I haven't even, didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. But I, it's, yes, it's very popular. Um, who voiced the Iron Giant? I am Groot. That's right. That's what I thought. Good old Vinny D's. Uh, fun story. I don't mm-hmm. know how in the world he had time to do it uh, when he was also in the middle of making Fast and Furious, which came out a couple years later. Um. You know, I think you make time. You ever want to be? You ever? If you ever want to be concerned, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course never, I do. Never mind. I never mind. I okay. I misread it in in a hurry. I was looking on uh, Mr. Diesel's IMDb, and I thought it said that he was uh, going to be involved in a TV series called Music City, and I felt so bad for Nashville, but it says Merc City. Yeah, I feel okay. better about that now. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. All right. My number two, I, gu- I guarantee is not on your list. Uh, come on. In 2012, uh, starring John C. Riley, Sarah Silverman, Jack McBrayer, and Jane Lynch. Oh, Wreck-It uh, Ralph. Yes, indeed. Wreck-It Ralph. What about that uh, uh, has you elevated all the way to number two? I don't know. And uh, By the way, I've seen uh, – I, I, see, I saw it again. I've seen it again. I saw Mitchell's versus Machine. I saw uh, Inside Out again. Like I re I rewatched these just to see where in my head will like how how much do I really want to see this again? And uh, it's always been uh, one of my top movies. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just like the 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 voice cast. Maybe I I like John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. I like that it has a lot of heart to it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of emotional. Where are you at on Ralph Breaks the Internet? Uh, it's not bad, but I don't think it's as good as Wreck-It Ralph. Agreed. Yeah. So, I and also I because I think part of it is it obviously it takes so long to do uh, animated films. Like it takes six, seven years sometimes from start to finish. That if you're doing something where you're making fun of internet memes stuff like that, 
by the time it comes out, those memes are already old. Right. You know? So. Like, I have forgotten all about the goat thing. Right. No. All right. So, yeah, that's mine. What's your number two? My number two, as I mentioned, uh, the last one was directed by Brad Bird. So is number two. The story goes that Mr. Bird pitched this uh, movie to Warner Animation. They declined, rather optioning uh, a movie starring Chris Rock and Bill Murray. That was called Osmosis Jones. Mm -hmm. That movie's not on my list. Uh, That movie uh, was so bad, or so poorly received, I should say. Because I'll be honest, if I'm flipping through and Osmosis Jones is on, I'll throw on. The kid likes it, you know. Okay. Uh, It's a little different. Um, But that movie is so poorly received that it shut down Warner Animation Studio for a decade. Brad Bird took his idea across town, across the street, wherever it is, to Pixar slash Disney and directed... The Incredibles. I actually have that on my one of my honorable mentions. Oh my! Yes. Um, you know it. It's been uh, th- th- that movie's been called like Disney's first foray into like Fantastic Four, like the mm-hmm. first family uh, of superheroes type of thing. Uh, it, it, you know, people who get paid more than I do to talk about this stuff uh, have said that it's you know the best Fantastic Four movie we've had. Yes. I disagree with it. You know, it's a little variation. Um, but I think top to bottom, the voice cast from uh, Craig T. Nelson to, you know, both of the kids um, to Jason Lee, who, I mean, I, I adore uh, yes. Samuel L. Jackson. The, the, I don't couldn't tell you who plays Mirage. I apologize. Bad on me. Um, but everybody just does such a tremendous job. I like the look of the movie. Like, I, I it's a very Darwin Cook esque, um, who did uh, Justice League: New Frontier, uh, so it's, it's a little retro, a little throwback, but I dig oh, it. Yeah. Um, and so that's why, you know, it, again, it's it was Pixar's first foray into superheroes as well, uh, you know, and, and then well, uh, Big Hero Six is not Pixar, but you understand, um, but it, it's a. Uh, it, it it holds up. It it's a lot of fun. The sequel is good, not great, um, but it's good. And The Incredibles is uh, my numero dos. I uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, like I said, it's, it was in my honorable mentions. I have one other honorable mention. Well, I'll mention here because we're about to do number one. Um, so I had for uh, honorable mentions. I just had Incredibles, and I had um, a movie that starts off very sad and then ends up i think less sad i think most people just know it honestly for the first uh 30 minutes of it though and that's the movie up uh but we'll get to my number one before you do that if you don't mind i I would like to share uh some of the input from uh, our good friends at the youtube mates okay by the way, I, I I messed up because when I asked him, I didn't say animated. I just said children's films. True. So uh, theoretically, we could do this as a second list, but we will do um, we'll do the the as they were presented. Mm-hmm. We'll do those back uh, uh, to us. 
So you did initially say just uh, children's movies. That's all right. Uh, Josh says Flight of the Navigator, terrific movie. Uh, Transformers the Movie, 1986, uh, which was the first movie that I saw in theaters uh, way back when. And it's very tough to notice. I, I didn't notice it until years later when I had the movie on DVD. Uh, but they slip a, a four-letter word in that movie. Ooh. Uh, the S-H-I-T word. Um, Shit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he also says Small Soldiers, uh, Short Circuit, and Empire Strikes Back. Um, so Is good. Short Circuit a children's film? It's been so long since I've seen it. I was a kid the last time I saw it, so I don't, I don't know. That's, that's true. Uh, so I, I'm going to apologize in advance if I mispronounce names. I'm going to say Lynn uh, said My Neighbor Totoro, Treasure Planet, The Iron Giant, Star Wars, Spirited Away. Uh, so most of his are, in, well, yeah, at least three of his. I don't know anything about my neighbor Totoro, but three of his are animated. Uh, Eric McGill, who I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is our friend at Unapologetic Geek, says Watership Down, The Last Unicorn, The Plague Dogs, uh, Felidae, and Grave of the Fireflies. And he comments, if you want to raise a sociopath. Um, and then his... <laughs> His animated version was uh, Toy Story, Fantasia, Spaceballs, uh, Willy Wonka, and, and the Chocolate Factory, and E.T. I'm sorry, uh, not not animated one, but his uh, his serious one, he said. Yes, yes. To which you said you liked his first list better. <laughs> uh, Alan says, uh, the 70s Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Star Wars, New Hope, Neverending Story, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Toy Story. And then that's when I corrected you about the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, uh, animated animated movie. Uh, Joshua says, uh, "Goofy movie, Land Before Time, Star Wars, Tangled, and Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl." Chris says, "The Rescuers, Apple Dumpling Gang, Clash of the Titans, Star Wars, and Disney's Robin Hood." And Mark says, "Iron Giant, Muppets Christmas Carol, Nightmare Before Christmas, Labyrinth, and Dark Crystal." So thank you to all of our mates for participating and, and being a part of the fun. Um, I had a couple of honorable mentions as well. I'd like to mention uh, honorably, Mark, or Mike, if you don't mind. Do it uh, with honor. Thank you. Uh, so two of them. Uh, one was the Lego movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And And the second one is Fantasia. Okay. I can, uh, I can put on Fantasia anytime. Uh, just kind of close my eyes because I love music and uh, I love that music and I love, um, you know, just the, the, the classic animation that, that Disney put to it. So, um, Fantasia 2000 is okay. Uh, it's got one song on there that I really like, which is a Gershwin piece, a Rhapsody in Blue. Um, but Fantasia, OG Fantasia is pretty tremendous. So, a movie so good that you just want to listen to it, not look at it. <laughs> well played <laughs> <laughs> all right no no that's that's good um all right so my number one uh came out in 2001 starring john goodman billy crystal i remember i remember this by the way so two it came out in 2001 so this so i was in college i was at i said i was at illinois state and i remember one night 
taking whatever transportation they had up to uh, Walmart and getting this DVD. Uh, and that is Monsters, Inc. Uh, I, I have other stories that I can't about it that I can't tell on the podcast. Um, is that because your mom's very, listening? Uh, mom and others. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I truly like this one. I, I even like Monsters University, mm-hmm. uh, which is the sequel. Um, prequel. Prequel sequel. Prequel. Well, yeah, to, yeah. It was the second one that came out, but it was a prequel. Yes. Um, yeah, I just, this has always been, when I, when I thought of top five, this has always been my number one. I can, I, and I, cause I've seen it cause in 2001, like you gotta realize there's no Netflix, at least that I had, um, there no, no real streaming services. So I'm no. in college. I have a handful of DVDs maybe, and that's one of them. So I saw that one. I think I watched it with commentary. I think I watched it. You know, behind the scenes, all kinds of stuff. So, wore it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know it. So, yeah. Great. Lovely film. It really um, is. It's tremendous. Laughters are better than screams, people. Come on. They're more powerful. <laughs> we all know this. But right. if you do the right scream at the right time, you can blow up a bunch of doors that we learned in Monster University. So That's true. That's true. And scare children and adults alike. So, uh, no, terrific. I like it. Monsters University. Good job. Good good pick, Mike. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. My number one is a few years before old Monsters, Inc. came out. Okay. 95% Rotten Tomato score, 86% Metacritic, and 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Now, I tell you all that to tell you this. I completely forgot what I was going to tell you. <laughs> do you um, know the name of it? Do I? That is a great question. Um, I do. I'm trying to pull the box office information first. I really, I really want to build the suspense on this, Mike. You've, yes. you've got to give this to me. This is it. This is the last of the, this is the last bit of the show. Um, so the box office had some. Here we go. So it had a budget of $28 million. Ooh, that's a lot of money. It is. And its gross USA was $217,350,219 with a cumulative worldwide gross of $504 million and, you know, a little bit more. From Disney Animated Studios or Animation Studios. It's Aladdin. The Diamond in the Rough. Okay. Don't know why. I mean, I know why. Uh, uh, It's, uh, um, I remember why, like, this came out, I was probably not even 10 yet, or maybe I, depending on when it actually released. Okay, so it released in November. So I was 10. But I think first time I remember watching this was in fifth grade. Like I wasn't going to the movie theaters when I was ten. Uh, like my sister couldn't drive and she wouldn't take me if she could. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> and we just weren't like I we I went to movies very seldomly. Right. So the first time that I ever saw this was in class in fifth grade as like a like a, a 
free day or, you know, end of the quarter type of thing, Friday afternoon, whatever it was. And it was in that old traditional, like, Disney white plastic, you know, case. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That all those movies came in. Um, and and I was just said I was pretty mesmerized by, you know, perhaps by the story, perhaps by the animation. I think that was maybe the first time. I believe it was in that uh, Cave of Wonders uh, sequence where they used, you know, like, digital animation for the first time. Uh, but you had Robin Williams. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you had, you know, just the wackiness of that character with, you know, kind of the the perhaps more serious undertones of, of what was going on of, you know, like how they used to marry off daughters back in the day is like, who's got the biggest dowry type of thing. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, the, the supernatural aspect of the genies and, uh, and Jafar. And, and I was pretty well hooked kind of from the beginning. Uh, so it, it's one that as soon as it came out of the vault, you know, that, that famed Disney vault that doesn't exist anymore. If you want to pay whatever the going rate is for Disney plus, you can yeah. have access to anything. Uh, I, I, I snatched it up just as quick as I could. And I, I, you know, pretty, pretty pleased that I did it to me. It holds up as, as well as anything Disney's ever done. Uh, you know, I will say if, if I would have included musicals in my list, Aladdin probably would have made it on there. I'm surprised it's the only one with music that made the list, aside from Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah, that one's all music. <laughs> I don't even know if that has a plot to it, to be honest with you. No, because there's different scenes set to different musical pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I kind of have the same feelings that you have for it. I remember the white box that came in, the big, thick white box. Mm-hmm. And I that remember... It did not um, fit on the shelf at all. No, no. Uh, I remember watching it a lot with when I was babysitting my cousin, who's obviously younger than me. That'd be weird if it was older than me. Um, <laughs> You're getting paid, but who's yeah. babysitting who? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's like just turned thirty something, so that's that's how so, long ago that and he was babysitting when he was a little kid. That's about how long a decade back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that like I said, if it was musical. It would have been on my list if I had musicals on my list. I would have probably included that one. Okay, well, I I appreciate Good your list, your candor, Mike. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, I have speaking of music, mm-hmm. I have a topic uh, I would like to unveil for the next time we do a top five. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you hear a piece of music that you recognize, obviously, as a famous like uh, theme song or or piece of a score for. Like a movie franchise. Okay. I don't want to get into any specifics because it's probably going to give away our, our, you know, portions of our list. So it's, it's a piece of score or piece of music that makes you want to go out and watch the movie. Like, oh man, I can't wait to get home. I, I heard it. I heard it on whatever, you know, maybe you're listening to a podcast and they use it as like an underlying music bed or something like that. I want to go home and watch. It, it, it's it's music that drives you to see to like to go home and watch that movie. It's it's not okay. the best way to explain it. No, not um, at all. <laughs> and no. I don't want to so, I don't want to just be like top five soundtracks or top five you know movie theme songs or things like that. But it's like when you hear it, you, you just it, it makes you want to go watch the movie. Like I could give an example, but it would be in my top five, and I don't want to give anything away. So would it be like top five motivating movie scores? 
because it's motivating you to go watch it or top five nostalgic. No, just top five like. Because we have to have a title for it and we can't have top five movie Movie scores where, you know, like you see you listen to it and then like it's but it's like in a podcast and you kind of hear it and then you go and you want to go home and listen to it. I right. watch the movie. Tell you what, by the time we actually get to that show, okay. I will have Narrowed made a down. more concise. Okay, okay, all right. T- uh, title for it. So, all right, I, be- I believe that. I believe that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, it took me three weeks to come up with the five <laughs> cartoons. So, so right. don't hold your breath, Mike. All right, uh, that's been a lot of fun. It's always great catching up with you, buddy. And uh, now that it's nine o'clock, and I've kept you much longer than I intended, you have to go to the gym. Don't forget your pre-workout. Definitely don't forget your post-workout, and don't forget the shower in between. All right. And the workout in between, too, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do all the above. Excellent, excellent. All right, that is it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe on, on any of your favorite podcast apps. Greg, Greg, what? we're not on the Five Heart Podcast. I don't know if you know this or not. I'm not going to change it because this is more fun this way. All right. That's good. All right. <laughs> That's it for the Nerds United. You can tell that I, I have too many podcasts. <laughs> it's only two anymore. But this is, all right. That's it for the Nerds United podcast right here on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. So make sure that you go out and uh, subscribe uh, on your favorite podcast. Now, by the way, Hell with it. Subscribe to the Five Heart Podcast too if you're a Husker fan. I don't care. We need numbers yeah, over there as well. Uh, but if you like pop culture and all things fun here, uh, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and uh, leave some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. If you're one of our uh, friends over in the YouTube mates, thank you for being a part of this show, even uh, though you left your top fives two weeks ago and we were like, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Well, we got to it and we thank you very much. So for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. I'm Greg Mahachko, and we remind you, as always, to be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.